Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the ATM Podcast. Um, I'm again joined by my boys, uh, Munashi and Tabang. And today we'll be basically reviewing the games that happened this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, today we're going to start off with probably a very, very big result in the the title race. Um, Arsenal dropping... Two points um, going ahead, of course, what is this, going ahead, two goals up against West Ham, and uh, yeah, conceding two goals in reply uh, for a second consecutive game, and uh, I'm not going to lie, personally, um, I'm a bit worried, definitely a bit worried, it's looking like a, a very, very, how, how can I say, it's a, a dark cloud, you know, starting to float over wow. us Personally, in terms of the title challenge, though, um, yeah, it, it it was a very disappointing result. But um, considering how we played, we we looked very comfortable in the first, I'll say, thirty minutes of that game. We we really kept West Ham at bay. Our ball movement was absolutely brilliant, and uh, yeah, it I don't know a lapse of concentration possibly happened again. You know where they got the penalty. And uh, yeah, they, they, from that point onwards, they got back into the game and uh, pretty much coasted through. Or let me not say coasted through, but, you know, they pretty much started to create the chances and they got the equalizer in the second half, of course. Um, yeah, from that point onwards, it didn't seem like we were going to get a goal back, to be honest. I, I pretty much gave up, especially after, you know, Saka missed his, his penalty and... Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's the second time where he's missed a very big penalty in his career. Um, but knowing my boy, he he'll bounce back from it. You know, not, not too angry with him, of course, because if it wasn't for him, we pos- probably wouldn't be in this position. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a very disappointing result. We are now four points ahead of City with with them having a game in hand, of course. And uh, I'm not going to lie, at this point, it's looking like it's a must-win game for Arsenal against um, Man City at the Etihad, which, yeah, I'm not going to lie. A much tougher task, man. A very tough task. We are more than capable to do so, but it's going to be very, very difficult. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, yeah, I personally feel like if we can at least get a draw and win the rest of our remaining games, then we'll be good. We can still win the title then. But yeah, it won't be easy. This is pretty much what, it, what what being champions is about. You have to be able to handle these type of moments and, you know, stand out when the pressure's really down on you. So, yeah, it's going to be a very tough test for our mental fortitude. And uh, I really, really do hope we can we can overcome it. Um, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on it? Anything you want to add? Um... First thing I'm going to add, Baki, remember that chat we had in episode 5 when I said it was your best opportunity. Now it's coming to fruition. (laughs) But jokes aside, I think it's a big shame because like I said in that episode, it's better if Arsenal win the league so that we can have variety because back in the day when we were all growing up, we saw this Premier League as one of the most competitive leagues in the world. Mm-hmm. That all anyone can beat anyone. But City have dominated a lot. And with more state money coming in, they'll probably dominate the league for years to come. But in terms of the game and the overall league picture, Arsenal have put a lot of pressure on themselves. They really need to, sorry, they really need to get a result against City. And yeah, that's pretty much it. But I also saw a lot of sympathy for Arsenal on social media because of the fact that they have to compete with effectively, excuse me again, a state with 100 limitless amounts of resources near excellent recruitment as well as near excellent coaching so I did see a lot of sympathy for Arsenal 
But like I said in the in the first episode, this is their best opportunity to win the league. Nah, for sure. Man. So they really need to get a result against City. It doesn't necessarily have to be a win, but they really need to get even a point can help them and hope that City can at least drop another point in their future games. So yeah, those are my thoughts on the game. Now my 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 thoughts on the game is um I felt like Arsenal played had had control of the game for the first thirty minutes and then after that it kinda kinda died down for them the momentum. I don't know what was the cause of that really. Um but I think also what they lack is that killer instinct that City has just to close out games. Because because if you're gonna if you're gonna look at how that result went and it, if you're gonna look at the result and, and, and you look at what City have done in this league in the past couple of seasons, you, you have to admit that it's not looking too well for Arsenal at the moment because you know, the, the killer instinct that Arsenal lacks, you know, City has. You know, they can capitalize on, on, on this draw. Because if they win the next game, they go one point behind Arsenal. And then um, Arsenal's next game is against Southampton. I think Arsenal will win, win that game. But the game that, that all Arsenal fans are probably anticipating is the game at the Etihad. Um, if they can get a result, maybe one-one against City in that game, I think I think it would it would be a much positive um, thing for Arsenal. Like in terms of their title hopes, it would be it would be very positive. But uh, I don't think their title chances are looking too good right now because I feel like that point drop could be costly. Because a game against West Ham, they should be winning, especially when they understand what's at stake. Um, and you know. It's it's unfortunate that Arsenal have failed to win back-to-back games despite having a two-goal lead against West Ham. Um, I think I think all, every Arsenal fan out there should be disappointed at that. But you know, soccer it happens. You miss a penalty, it happens. Um, why Arsenal didn't play Jorginho? Was it because of injury? I don't know. But maybe he you you could argue that maybe he's the one you would want on that penalty. You know, but. I think in in like but but at the end of the day, you know, it's just unfortunate for Arsenal. Um, I don't see the I don't see how they can win the league from from this point on. Whoa, whoa. you you said something about basically Jorginho taking a penalty. Saka has been our penalty taker this entire season. We know he could handle it. Most of the times, when he's been given the opportunity to score, he takes it. He literally buries it. It's literally one of the things that happens. He's just, I don't know. The fact that he went completely off target also just just shook me. And I won't lie, the moment he missed that, I was thinking, and I think we were two one up at the time. Yeah. So the moment he missed it, I was thinking, oh no, this, this might be a very big turning point. And literally a minute later, West Ham equalized to Bowen, and uh, yeah. Like all, I, all, yeah. all, all I'm saying is, is that Jorginho is a better penalty taker. I'm not saying. You don't know his quality, but he's not you know, a starter. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that that he should have started or anything. I'm just saying he's he's it, it. Maybe maybe you guys would have hoped that he would have gotten that penalty instead of Saka. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not, saying, know, I'm not saying it's bad that Saka got the penalty. I'm just saying maybe you would have hoped. Yeah, I hear you, but regardless, even if Jorginho's on the pitch, Saka would have still taken the penalty. No, no, he's our penalty oh. taker. That I promise you that. That that's for sure. Even though Jorginho may have a better track record with penalties, Saka uh-huh. is our penalty taker, and that's Arteta's decision. And I respect it because Saka has done his part when he's been given the opportunity too. You know, wow. so just because he must have won, dog. If he scored it, you wouldn't be thinking, no, why didn't Jorginho yeah, come but, take but, but, but it? Exactly. But in reality, he didn't. He didn't score. He didn't score. That's, it that's, happens, bro. You know, it happens. Literally, it happens. Jorginho has missed penalties too. And things you on see? the line, you know. Exactly. Uh, title on the line. Thing uh, is, I'm just saying, you would have hoped that it would have been Jorginho. Not so even. I was happy when Saka was even about to take it. I was, of course, disappointed that he missed it, but. Doesn't make me feel like, oh my, why didn't he, why didn't someone else take it? No, Saka has been reliable from the penalty spot just because you missed one. And of course, it's a big moment. And of course, sure, the pressure was there. But it's not like no penalty doesn't have pressure on it, you know. 
So yeah, he's converted majority of his penalties this season. That's the first penalty he's missed this entire season. And now all of a sudden you must be like, no, Jorginho should have been there to take it. No, bro. It's okay. It happened. If you miss a penalty, it's fine. He'll bounce back because he has the character and he has the mentality to do so, which is what he's shown us. But yeah, again, in terms of, of course, the optimal result, it's very disappointing, like I said again, but we we, we can bounce back from it though. I, I will say this, we will see how that how that penalty would have affected your season. Yeah, yeah. as the games go by, we'll That's see true. we'll see a, what happens. A lot of moments are like that. Even basically you could say last week's um game against Liverpool, we were thinking Ramsdale says could have also been very vital moments for us in terms of the season. They just could have been like, you know what, a point gained against Anfield uh considering how the game turned out and of course I very much viewed yesterday's game yeah yesterday's game against um West Ham more as two points dropped compared to Anfield where it was more like a point gained you know so yeah yeah fair play that, that's pretty much it it happens in football um yeah it all it all comes down the pressure the title is technically still in our hands we just know that we have a very very big mountain to climb and that's of course, City, which is a Premier League team that's Premier League proven team, which has shown us that they are more than capable to challenge, and they love, love these type of moments, man, because they 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 thrive in it. Um, I think they've they've hardly lost in the in the past couple of years. When it comes down to the final stretch of the the season, they 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 hardly ever lose. Um, but yeah, that's credit to Pep and you know the team that he's built because he's built this team over years and people are also kind of forgetting that remember Arsenal's a very young team a very young team this is the first time kind of in this position in how many years 20 plus years for being honest you know I wouldn't say 10 20 but like like, maybe, really, maybe 10, like yeah. really really in a position where we'd be like you know what we can believe we fully can win the league it's been 20 plus years no 20 nigga you've won wait, a wait, title wait. in 20 years we haven't come on you're talking about the league the league the league the league not uh, a trophy i'm saying actually win the league that's what i'm saying to be in this position it's been a very very long time so yeah, uh, different types of caliber players. Um, either way, um, whatever the end result will be in the end, bro, I'll still be very proud of my team because I never expected us to be in this position. Of course, I'll be extremely disappointed because you know we we kind of mm. had it. But oh, three or four, damn it's, yes. it's, Yeah, it's mm. not it's not over till it's over. So yeah, from this point onwards, like Arteta said even a couple weeks back, um, every game is a final, man. We've mm. drawn our past two. Um, hopefully we can just switch on again and bounce back. And he also himself has kind of had to look at, look at himself as a manager man because some of the substitutions he made yesterday in, my, in, in the West Ham game kind of made no sense because personally, <coughs> I love Saka. Saka has done bits for us, but he hasn't necessarily been performing. You know, out of taking him off rather than the likes of Martinelli and all of or Jesus because... Trossard has done bits, and I understand he's very he's been very unlucky not to be starting. But you know the balance between Jesus, Martinelli, and Saka is, is far better uh, than you know with Trossard there. Even though Trossard has literally been one of our our saving graces this season, you know. Um, but yeah, in the next game, we we just need to bounce back, man. And I fully believe we'll we'll do so, man. Uh, again, like I said, no game in the Prem is gonna be easy. But uh, I fully do believe we can do what we need to do against um, Southampton. And from city spec, uh, a city standpoint, I think I honestly don't see them losing any games from this point on to the season. Hence why I'm saying it's yeah. very, very important for us to at least gain a point at the Etihad. Because if we can do that and we also do the same thing by replying and winning every other game besides that from this point on the season, we still have the league, you know? So... Yeah, but if you guys still wanna be see Arsenal boxing and everything, I would be more than I'll be more than happy for City to win it if they win the treble too. So yeah, then United fans, yeah, I wanna see what you guys are gonna be saying now, huh? Because oh, Arsenal bought to the league, but then your City rivals, which you guys wanted to win because you don't wanna see Arsenal win it. Um, 
I don't want to say anything about Arsenal you not, not what, There's, there's no United nice, fan guys. I think cares about Arsenal A bunch Arsenal of them Europe. do bro Maybe uh, not uh, Maybe not that you've heard But I'm telling you Worldwide A lot of fans Rival uh, fans Whether it be Spurs Chelsea United Liverpool even Would rather have City win it That's, that's all I'm saying dog it's whether, whether it could be for the sake of Okay you don't want to see the Arsenal fans do it Whatever your reason is You guys still want City to win the league Because of whatever Listen. reasons it is Dog All I'm just saying If City win the league Cool Credit to them But I pray that they also win champs And FA Cup Get that table And shut Manu fans up also because uh, How does that shut up Manu fans? It'll shut you guys up Because, literally, you're way? because literally now your City rivals way? have matched you what do we we're rebuilding? Do you understand? No, I'm saying in terms of accolades that they have. Of course, not as much as you guys, but nah, no as much as us. But I, yeah, we're not really worried about it. To be honest, I mm-hmm. think United are still rebuilding. So I don't think uh, you know how the way United are performing right now. We actually overachieving if you think about it, because we are new team, new coach. I think you, must you know the style of play is not fully there yet for United. Yeah, you can I, see it. Not just that. Besides style of play, even just TV. the players needed, it's not there yet. So TV. we in that stage where we rebuilding, we're not worried about how you're going. To I understand the disappointment of Arsenal fans if you guys lose the league, you know. My boy. But no one's hoping for you guys not to win the league. Yeah, Taman, 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 I was never saying anything about your guys' style of play rebuilding thing. I'm just saying in terms of, um, what is this, City winning the league, it would literally kind of wipe out your, your little... Table winning team in a sense, but you want to say something? Which just say it up. Oh. I do have, I do have my counter argument. Two simple ones, three actually. The first one is guys, Real Madrid is there, guys. You when know, it's Champions League time, they show up. They show up. Three mm. straight Champions Leagues. That's the first yeah. counter. And, and we beat yeah, Chelsea in the semi final too, don't No, you? that's without. Yeah. They've even won without Ronaldo. Three straight, yeah. that was Ronaldo. No, even no, 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 without Ronaldo. They have won. The three straight was Ronaldo. No, the three straight was, three straight was Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, you literally had a break where Bayern won it when Ronaldo left and then they won it again. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah no Ronaldo. They have Champions League. And Zizu too, so please. That three straight was Zizu. But yeah, carry on. So that's the first counter. The second one is. Man United have won two trebles, nineteen ninety nine and two thousand eight. Man City are not gonna win two trebles. They're not on that level of a team. They will never be on that level. Uh, And it also leads us to another debate for another podcast, which I will plug in anyway. Which is basically, will Pep Guardiola ever have the full respect that other Premier League coaches have? The respect, like what a Klopp gets, what a, us, like an what an Alex Ferguson gets, and even an Arsene Wenger, despite the fact that he got hounded out of Arsenal towards the end. Mm. But that's a story for another day. And then the third mm. argument is, I've been consistent with this. I don't want Arsenal to win the league because, Albaque, you will be annoying. <laughs> but I also believe that Arsenal winning the league, thinking about it logically and without feelings, it's better for the league in terms of how the Premier League markets itself as one of the most competitive leagues, yeah. if not the, the most, most competitive, competitive league in the world. So I think Arsenal winning is better, but, the, but my heart doesn't want Arsenal to win. Mm. I want them to crash and burn. I don't so know. that's my thoughts on the matter. Uh, nah, that's fair play. That's fair play. But I will say this: don't, don't, don't hate on Arsenal winning the league. If they win it, they would have done it, and it would be refreshing to be honest. Because I'm tired of City um, being at the end of all these league victories. It's actually getting annoying at this Look, point. But I, I think it's no. more. It's the most likely thing. Right now, that I that I can see happening, it's, it's most likely that City will go on and win the championship, because I don't think Arsenal's gonna beat them at the Etihad. I, I really don't think so.
but I could be proven wrong. We only time will tell whether that's true or not. You know. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it on the matter. Mm-hmm. So moving on, United for the next big game with the two uh-huh. 0 win at Nottingham Forest. Deserved. Straight off the Batis was saying that Anthony is not that guy. Do you know what my guy did? He came back and had a goal and an assist, and he won man of the match. So yeah. So okay. before that, what what do you, what do you have to say about that, bro? It's Nottingham Forest, bro. That's literally what I have to say. Honestly, it's it's all I have to say, bro. Um, I still don't rate the guy. Sure, he had his goal and assist. Everyone can get it now and then, bro. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, anyone can get it. Show me, show okay. me. Does that next week and that does the the game afterwards and the game afterwards. Then I'll be like, you know what? Maybe my boy proving me wrong. Until then, I it happens. Maguire could have scored in that game and gotten a good misses. Would you still be like, oh, Maguire's the guy? Nah, nigga. Yeah. No, let's go. Let's go based on what ha- what actually happened in the game. Maguire did not do that. Anthony did that. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Credit to him, you know. Man yeah, I get credit where credit's due, dog. You played well, you know. But like I said, Nottingham Forest are not a good team, respectively. You know, no disrespect to them, but they they really not. How can I say a very much a Premier League quality team with all the signings that they did make the uh, early in the season? Nearly what two teams worth of players and uh, still find themselves in the position that they find themselves in. Um, yeah, they they just haven't clicked as a team in the unit. But care to, like I said, um, United Anthony. Okay, in general, I guess Ten Hag himself also. Um, yeah, I think every time you guys have played the, that, that midfield, because I saw Sabitzer got injured and then, you know, Ericsson fell in. But every time you play that, that front three, those, those midfield three of Casemiro, Fernandez and Ericsson, you guys haven't lost the game. So that clearly shows that's kind of your winning formula with mm-hmm. or without Rashford. Yeah, um, good result for you guys in terms of, you know, top four. Uh, you guys are more than capable, like I said, to still make it. I would just like to see you guys fall out especially especially i thought you guys would fall out more especially after you got the the injuries to your center backs as well as you know left back yeah striker wingers yeah we have like our united's injury list is actually crazy if you think about it because look guys we got Palestri that's still in i mean ganacho that's still injured um we got luke shaw out we got malasia out now after the game where he played awfully against Sevilla, by the way. But, yeah, we, that, that's, a, that's a discussion about another day. Yeah. Um, we have Rashford, who's, who's still out. Sevilla was out. Um, uh, who, else, who else was out on, from our team? Either way, bro. All you those know, injuries. A lot were, of injuries. Even, injuries even, even, even McTominay was out. So you could even argue that, you know, if McTominay was still in, he would still be in the team too. Yeah, but so. I'm saying that all those injuries are pretty much, you know, self-inflicted. In terms of you guys have decided to play the same team in more than four competitions. Like We, we don't have depth. That, yeah, that's we don't have depth. true, but... You understand that it's a long season. Shouldn't should your shouldn't your manager be sad like it's not even a, rotate? It's it's not even a manager thing because that that this is a discussion for another day. No, no. United United and the owners called the Glazers is is what's the problem right now, and I still feel like they're still gonna be the club's worst virus as long as they continue with their ownership at United. But that's a discussion for another day. I'll come back to it. You know, when we we when we we for another for for another segment, I'll come back to that topic, man. I hear in terms of your your depth argument, you may not have quality depth, but you still have players there. Oh. Look at the likes of sure you don't have City or Liverpool. Okay, Liverpool don't have depth like that anymore. Um, Listen, even okay, we we have decent depth, not heavy depth. Maybe Chelsea have very good depth, but they haven't clicked. But yeah. The argument, what I'm saying is that you guys have decided to play almost the, the same starting 11 in the majority of your competitions. Did you not expect any injuries to happen? Because look at the likes of Liverpool. Liverpool had depth last season and even with all the amount of games that they had, they still had injuries, you know. So yeah, it's, it's always bound to happen, bro. Long seasons, multiple games, 
you're gonna get injuries. So it, it was bound to happen and unfortunately it happened to a lot of your big players, um, very crucial players too. And you know, may the butcher and, and when uh, that and when that happens it just makes things difficult. I'm not uh, like what you're saying, I'm not denying it now. Like of course you would you would love to be more prepared for when when these big injuries happen, but um it it it's just but but you know you can't just work you can't work your way around it when when it's also happening to your biggest players and your most crucial players. Thank God for Bruno, by the way, because he's the only one who doesn't seem to get injured. He's always playing, and he's always playing at 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 his uh, best at, at his best as well. And I still think Bruno would be better as a ten than an eight, but. Yeah, you know, beggars can't be choosers in the end, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy with 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 how this team's progressing this season. Um, I think United will make top four despite the injuries we have. I think that's locked in, and uh, there's still what seven games left. So you know, at the end of the season, you can definitely count on United still being in that top four. I believe, you know. Alright, fair enough. In terms of myself, I feel like, especially due to results elsewhere, United have basically locked down top four. Yeah. I know Albaque will probably disagree with me. I do have concerns about the form of Aston Villa. They are on 50 points. And they're nine points away from us, and we still have to go play them. Mm-hmm. So that is a concern because they really played well against Newcastle. And Unai Emery has shown that he's a very good coach. Maybe not for a top four club, but for a club looking to break into the Champions League or the Europa League. Yeah, I feel like he's one of the very best. He's shown that at all his clubs. Maybe not Arsenal, but everywhere else. So, I do have my concerns. But also, Newcastle still have to play Liverpool, who still want to try and get into Europe themselves. And then Spurs still have to play other tough games. I think they still have to play Liverpool as well. They also lost to, to Bournemouth this weekend. And I think in this game, you can say what you want about the opposition, but I think that midfield trio played well. Yeah. And I think that hub, if we can keep those three fit, they will help the most. I think Anthony, despite some of my reservations, as well as our back with huge reservations, mm-hmm. played yeah, very well. Nah, he hasn't proved us wrong yeah, yet. He just played well one game. Oh. Though. Come okay, on. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I think yes. we still need more. You need more from him. But there have been some bright signs, like this game and the Betis game. Mm. Not Betis, severe game. And the Betis game, despite the issues and the results. There have been some bright sparks. And then I think Diogo Dello really had a good game. Yeah, especially playing as an inverted fullback on top of it, man. We've never seen him do that and, and to, to come in and play that role that well. We actually you know, have. I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. As a, as a left yeah. Back no, yeah. I know he's played as a left back, but I'm talking about the play style as a left back. No, I mean, he, he has. He wasn't more of an inverted left back, though. He has, actually. It's just that he hasn't always played this well. Yeah. Mm, okay, yeah. So. And that's one thing that I really like about Eric Ten Hag more than a Solskjaer or a Mourinho or a Van Gaal. He's getting more out of the squad as a whole. We've seen better performances from Dallow. Yeah. We've seen better performances from Fred as well. Yeah, yeah Wambasaka did show his quality. Yeah. He just got some of his confidence back. I do have faith that Maguire will have a good game again. Yeah. And I'm not as... What's the word? Nervous seeing Lindelof and Maguire start. <laughs> it does help that we don't really have to face another top six side. 
we're done with all of them. So I think that we will be able to cope. Yeah. And we'll see we, things through. Don't you still have Spurs? No, no. no. We, we do have Spurs, Spurs but... They're not top six. I don't think we'll but struggle. Because of a top six side, that's a top six side. I doubt we'll struggle mm. against Spurs. Same here, yeah, that's true. Seeing their performances and how things are going. We know we play we'll well fine. against them too. And we're the home team, so I think we'll be okay. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. I will also give my thoughts on the takeover at a later stage, which is also a talk for another day. So yeah, those are my thoughts on the game. Yeah. Okay, should we go to the next fixtures? Uh, we can put that in quick hits. Well, for the first off, Spurs lost to Bournemouth. with a nice last-minute goal from Django Atara. This was a very entertaining game, guys. Very entertaining. I was watching this game. And for a while, Bournemouth were in front. And it looked like they might coast through. Then Spurs grabbed the equalizer. Then in the last minute... They lose a goal to Dango Atara from Bournemouth. Then they lose the game. And yeah, it's a result like that that really benefit United. True. And will lead us to cruising to the top four. Quick quick question on talking to You know, they seem to not be able to get anything going at the moment. Um, what do you think Tottenham would really need in terms of Trying to, trying to get back to their best, you know, making sure that, that instead of being top four hopefuls, that they top four definite type of teams, you know. What do you think would have to happen in the next coming, I would say, let's say eight months from now? What do you think they'll have to do? For me personally, it's a massive change in playing style. Um, yeah. I have this argument with you again, they need a creative midfielder for sure because you can't have Kane... Having though it's his style of play to drop deep and yeah, yeah it's he, he needs people to feed him off, man. To, yeah. to feed off of, let me say that. And uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe a better, how can I say, maybe a better manager because they are still with yeah. an interim manager at the current moment, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe a top quality manager, even though they had one in the likes of Conte. Yeah, it's just the style of play probably wasn't you know inducive to what um Spurs are used to. Yeah. Per se. Um. Yeah, I I don't lie. I won't lie. Um. If I was Spurs or Daniel Levy, I'd probably do my best to probably get Poch back. Yeah. You know, just to see what I can do to you know maybe revive and rebuild the club again to the to the same way it's supposed to be because it's not like they don't have quality players within the squad they, yeah. they, they really do they're just lacking of course certain players in certain positions and um yeah it seems like Kane we all know Kane probably will most likely still be there next season yeah if not maybe if he's linked with rumors there's rumors linking him with you know a move to Dubai and United but we'll see how true those rumors are in the summer and uh yeah, um, honestly, Spurs, I won't lie, as an Arsenal fan, I love seeing them, seeing them flop, you know, <laughs> there's this, there's this whole dynamic of a whole power shift, just because they finished higher than us, but even finishing higher than us, they never won anything, you know, so, yeah, yeah that that's yeah. still something I'd love to see, so, Spurs, Spurs, Spurs flopping for me, you know, it's all smiles on my end, to be honest, I don't want to see them get better, to be honest with you, but, you know, taking my, my biases out, I, I can definitely say they do need to just strengthen in certain positions, maybe just add a certain player um, now and then, you know, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's pretty much all I have to say, I suppose. So, um, so, more, so um, at the end of the day, you, you would say recruitment and, and a new coach. But why, why? But I wonder, I, I, don't think, I don't think Spurs would go back to Poch right now. I think they might look somewhere else. I don't think... Um, I think Julian Knuckles would be good for them, but I don't think they would go for a coach I, I like think, that. I think Knuckles is going to Chelsea. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm strongly linked with Chelsea right now. Yeah. You man and Enrique, so it'll be interesting to see how the next six months play out. Who Chelsea would end up taking in the end. That, that would be very interesting. Um, but with that said, uh, should we go up to the next game? Alright, next game was Chelsea losing 2-1 to Brighton. Mm, Chelsea going a goal up and then, yeah. Continue two, and of course, also one from. Oh, I forgot the player's name now. And Thistle. And Thistle, yes. Of mm. course, he has his own, very much one of those inspiring stories that we, we all know of. Um, yeah. Uh, credit to him, he got his goal. Chelsea, uh, there was even, a th- I think, a scene of where Todd Bully was even getting, you know, criticized by his own fans. During the game, you know, mm. asking like, what is this that we see, you know, <laughs> this type of effort. And uh, yeah, I think there was even a moment where after the game, Todd Billy even went to the dressing room of the Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. squad and asking like, yo guys, what was that? That was embarrassing, so and so, um, which of course we all know it was. Um, but it's not the way to go about it. Yeah, a lot of players like, I think, was it Fofana that came out and said that, you know, Lampard has kind of given them a boost of confidence yeah. I won't lie it doesn't look like that at all um, but we like I said none of us doubt the quality of Chelsea's squad it's just you know they're not clicking yet so they, they, they will be definitely something to see next season but we can definitely write the season off for them I don't see them in Europe at all yeah um, that's for sure I don't see them doing anything against Real Madrid in the reverse fixture so yeah, now nah, I, I think pretty much Chelsea can just be playing for pride at this point, you know. Yeah. Mudrik kind of had a, I'd say, a fairly decent game, you know. Um, yeah. We all know his quality, he just needs to be given more minutes. Surprisingly, he's not be giving as, as much minutes as, you know, we'd expect from someone we'd pay 100 plus a month for, you know. So, yeah, um, hopefully next season... He shows the quality that he is, man. Same way Grealish has bounced back, I I believe he has more the qualities to to do the same, you know himself. So, yeah, um, yeah, Charles Charles is directly one of those stories that we just have to wait and see because we can clearly clearly rule them out for the season. I don't expect anything big from them. They'll probably have a couple yeah, same, decent yeah, performances man. or some stand up, you know, players. Yeah. now and then yeah. but uh, yeah nah, this, this season is definitely a write-off for them um, any, any, any thoughts to add on that? And, and, and to add on that you know this is, this is um, you know after 14 meetings that Brighton has had with Chelsea this is the first time that they, that they are having a back-to-back wins against Chelsea I think Chelsea fans should be disappointed in that because you know they, they've been relatively quite successful against Brighton and to lose in that fashion because if you look at if you look at the stats of that game they they've been completely dominated by Brighton also um Brighton had at 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 more shots on target more shots more possession they had the better pass accuracy um they 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 they, they just seem to outclass Chelsea everywhere especially even with that squad full of quality players man you know um i don't know what what it's gonna take for chelsea to be able to click but you know hopefully they'll be able to figure out something during after the season because like you said at uh, um for this season i don't think they have anything to play for anymore because it's been written off i can't see them making top four from this point um let the new conference league to be honest yeah, let alone Conference League too, to be honest, because they seem to be gifting points to every team that they play. Um, but I think as a Chelsea fan, I, I, I can't imagine how, 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 how you should be feeling right now. I think you should, out of, out of everything, you should be happy that your manager, I mean your owner is willing to, to spend the money, but he needs to spend the money properly. That's, that's one thing, is, you know... Um, I think he, he needs to also have a much more calculated approach to to everything that he's doing because I think this team, to get this team to gel right now, it's going to take them a couple of months of, of being together, playing together, you know, practicing. Um, 
But yeah, like but like you said, for this season, I don't think they have anything else to play for. I think, I think right now they're just looking forward to seeing the season out, and then from there they'll take they'll 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 see what they can do. But you can definitely see for Chelsea, it's a long term project. Mm. Yeah. All right. To the next game, we have Man City with a pretty regulatory. 3-1 win over Leicester. Uh-huh. In terms of City, there's nothing much to add. It's a Holland brace and a very nice strike by John Stones. With those goals, Erling Holland is only three goals away from beating the record set by, I think it was Andy Cole. Andy Cole, yeah. With 34 goals, I believe. So and Sherry. And Sherry, yeah. So... Really, Leicester, it's another bad result. Yeah, they got the consolation. I but hope they go down, man. <laughs> Honestly, I hope That's a bit harsh. No, I'm, I'm so over there. How do you decide to want to turn up when you're three goals down? Literally, you could have started there from the beginning of the game because I think they had two opportunities where they could have equalized easily. You know, yeah. if, okay, Ian Nacho decided to score, and then I think, um, who else had the other opportunity? Can't really mm-hmm. remember right now, but uh, still, uh, they had they had an opportunity to potentially you know equalize in the game late in the late stages of the game. Of course, City made all these substitutions at that point and everything. But yeah, still, you can't wanna come play like that. Okay, let's concede three goals and then you know what? Let's go all out now. Start there from the get go, guys. Oh my, Leicester's so bad, and I'm, 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 I'm honestly tired tired of seeing them in this league. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. That's a bit harsh. No, I'm, I'm not even being a bit harsh. It's not even for the fact that it was like I was hoping them to do something against City, but this whole season they've been poor. The decisions that they've made um, above the, the, the coach and everything, it's not been good at all. You can't be selling your best players and expecting something to happen, not even replacing them at all. Like the goalkeeper. Yeah, goalkeeper for one, centre-backs for one, two. And, of course, body an aging body injury crisis too for him he's yeah. not even playing as much listen no Leicester deserve to go down honestly <laughs> I, I I can't defend them the only person I put, put, put sorry for is Madison that's yeah. it and he's been the only person really carrying them this season no one else in their squad can deserve maybe any flowers Didi poor this season and he's been that's so atrocious. hyped up, but he's been so poor this season honestly no, let's take him go down. I will for, say for though, like, like we yeah. had this discussion with Mendy, but can we also talk about Ndidi's downfall, guys? I mean, we, this guy was, was so hyped up, guys. Highly rated CDM in at one stage, and yeah. it's just. But a lot of players' stock has fallen in the last eighteen months. Whether that Kagla Soyuncu who finally had a start mm. after barely playing under Rogers. Didi's stock has fallen, Telemans, he still gets linked to the big clubs, but I don't think his stock has risen, I think it still has fallen. Yeah. And like Albaque says, only Madison has really left the season with any credit. Mm. I think Leicester were hoping that let's just finish the season. And then let's rebuild in the summer, but they really might get relegated. Then they they also sacked Brendan. No, no, this Leicester deserve to go down. No, I know this is where we disagree. I no. think they have to sack Rogers. They should have done it a lot earlier, perhaps at the end of last season, because things had gotten stale, even before this season started. Yeah, but yeah. that's kind of because you kind of took away his the squad that he, you know. Allowed yeah. to compete almost for Europe positions. Things for, get stale, but it gets stale. But again, you can't. They didn't replace any of those players. What did they expect? Did they expect some championship quality players? They did. Did they? Did they even buy anyone this season? I don't even know what what Leicester's transfer business was like in the past two windows. You it know? was very uninspiring. Exactly. Oh. Knowing for the for the type of club that we've kind of known them or gotten used to them recently, gotten used to recently, they've really done nothing, really done nothing. So yeah, for me personally, based on what I've seen this season, they're one of the very I think few teams I definitely don't mind seeing going down. Them, Nottingham Forest, and 
Southampton are going. Yeah, Southampton too. Southampton, Southampton just don't, don't look great at all. So those are the three clubs I expect to go down definitely this season. So yeah, no, no shame towards any Leicester players, but yeah, nah, it's you guys aren't cut out for the Prem this season. And it shows, you know. So yeah, it's literally one of those things. Even without Madison, they I think they hardly do when he was injured for that certain period. Did they even get any points on board? Maybe a they point did. now and then. <laughs> now, you're being now and then. You know, exactly. You have to think to, 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 on those certain games. But yeah, no. Leicester. Hey, guys. It was, it was nice seeing you guys. You even won the league at some point. Yeah, you rode your glory hill. You unfortunately lost your owner. You know, RIP to him. And yeah, nah. It's just, it's just been downhill from there, guys. So yeah, honestly, go back to the championship. Rebuild. And uh, hopefully see you in two years' time. But mm. yeah, no. Um, I don't mind seeing you guys go down at all. If you guys stay up, credit to you guys. But Mad, for me personally, Madison needs to leave that team one for sure. Yeah. I know maybe a, a lot new, of players. Are gonna a lot of them. players are gonna. Leave Newcastle there. would do would do him justice. I think I'd love to see Madison at Newcastle. Mm. Probably do birds there with the likes of you know Joe Ellington and Bruno Camaro's next team. That'd be lovely. So yeah, that's 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 something I'd love to see. Alright, the other game is, speaking of relegation, Southampton nil, Crystal Palace 2, regulatory win, further dooming Southampton to relegation, not much thoughts from me. Um, Roy Hodgson came, stabilised the ship, and it looks like Crystal Palace will stay up. Still kind of salty that they sacked Vieira about that, but hey, you know what? Whatever. They played to them. I, I also don't care what happens to Palace. They they have they have good players though. So you know what? It I'd love I still love to see them in the Prem because they do add, you know, the quality now and then. The and Michaelises exactly. and the They they they're one of the few teams that you know can cause those major upsets. Yeah. Which we've been used to over the past couple of seasons. I will say though, I feel like Hodgson has gotten more out of some of the players. I feel like they had to sack Vieira. Mm. But that's a debate for another day. So guys, we've reached that section in the podcast where it's time for our player of the week and my Ben of the week. So we're gonna start with our player of the week. Do you have any people you want to nominate, Tom? Yeah, my, my player of the week is the guy who's been getting so much criticism, especially after the Sevilla game. I gotta give it to my boy Anthony. A goal and an assist, you know, so it's a great way to cap off the weekend for United. You know, three points, three crucial points, especially knowing that Tottenham dropped points and Newcastle dropped points for this game week as well. So I'm 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 happy. I'm happy with how Anthony performed. Uh, it could have been much better, but I think an, a goal and an assist is enough for, to give him the play of the week for me. Okay, and you are Bakwe? Mm. Yeah, I I I honestly have to give it to Ooh, I wanna give it to John Stones based off the performance he had in midweek against Bayern leading up to also this great goal that he scored over the weekend. Um, yeah, he's, he's really stepped up a level this season and uh, it's been very much lovely to watch. Of course, Holland is a big shout, you know, literally just equaling the Salah's record for, for, for goal scored in the season. Uh-huh. And um, I feel like Pep, Pep taking him off before he gets the attic is literally... A crime should be a crime because he's literally motivating my boy to get the goal in the next game, you know, and the next and the next, which we all know he's eventually gonna get. So, yeah, I I think down to it, I I probably have to just give it to Stones. Yeah, I'll give it to Stones. All right, for me, I was gonna I'm gonna give it to Ollie Watkins. Mm, I think sharp. he had a very good Great game sharp. against Newcastle. He mm. also got a goal in that yeah, game. And thanks, man, for dooming Newcastle and helping United gain top four. Mm. Just don't yeah, play yeah. too well and get Aston Villa in the Champions League. Oh. We want the top four to stay as it is. Yeah. 
Okay, and then we have my banner of the week. Do you guys have any shouts? Arsenal in general. I love my team, but but no, it's 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 definitely Arsenal. You can't you can't be two goals up for the second game in a row, and you know based on what happened, you guys. He doesn't want to give it to Partey. He gave away the goal for the first. The goal for the first goal. Just for one thing, that mm. was just not like he had a terrible game. <laughs> the the team in general itself, you know, I gave it to them for literally a second consecutive game. Deciding, you know what, I'm gonna drop points, knowing what City achieved the day before. Of course, the pressure's on. You were two goals up. It's not like you were two goals down and then you had to come back from it. You were literally comfortably up front and, you know what, decided to repeat the very same mistakes that you repeated at Anfield against the likes of West Ham who are themselves fighting for relegation. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't necessarily expecting much. They would have dreamed for a throw against us and they got the draw. So, yeah, no. Arsenal uh, are my, my pen of the week for sure. And then you, TB? For me, I gotta give it to Arsenal as well. You don't just give up two goals in a game like that, um, especially when you know it's a it's a must-win game. Especially when you understand what you got on um, what you got riding on the line. So to give up two goals against West Ham, you know who, who have failed. Um, now it's oh, I think Arsenal have failed to win back-to-back Premier League games despite being two goals up against West Ham. You know it's quite. I think it's something, it's a slight thing that Arsenal fans should be worried about. But, you know, overall, I think, however the, the, the season goes for them, I think Arsenal fans should be genuinely happy with how it goes. Alright, for me, what well, just to round it out, I'm not going to make it a clean sweep like our first set. Mm. I'm going to give it to Davinson Sanchez. So, for context, in the Bournemouth game, he... Clement Langley, he didn't start this game. Clement Langley gets injured in the 31st minute. Mm-hmm. Davinson Sanchez comes on. Spurs are 1-0 up. And then he gets, he's inadvertently involved in Bournemouth's both of their goals. In the first goal, he plays it to Pedro Porro. And then Pedro Porro gets deep, dispossessed in the ball up to the first strike. And mm-hmm. then Bournemouth score. With the second goal, the ball deflects off of him and then Bournemouth score their second goal to go up 2-1 and then what happens else is that in the 59th minute, mm-hmm. he gets subbed off and then what makes it worse is that he got booed off the pitch by the Spurs fans. He ended up on the bench, it looked like he was crying. And a lot of the other players, most notably Hugo Lloris, as well as Christian Stellini, came out to protect him, saying, no, what the fans did in terms of booing him was wrong. But aside from that, he's my Mabena of the week. So yeah, that's it on my end. Well, guys, that would come down to the end of our episode this week um so yeah thank you guys for tuning in um be sure again to like the video share it on all platforms and uh yeah be sure to tune in again uh yeah we we'll, soon we also be having uh our youtube channel up and running for sure so um be sure to tune in there uh yeah guys um Again, from your boy from the ATM podcast. See you guys on Thursday. Deuces. All right, man.